You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Anissa Foles. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Fergie Philippe. Hi, I'm Eliza Oman. Hola, soy Florencia Cuenca. Y yo soy Jaime Lozano. Hi, this is El Morgan Lee. It's Alex Brightman from Broadway and beyond. Hi, this is Joe Iconis. And this is Lauren Marcus. Y estás escuchando. And you're listening to B-Way Show. B-Way Show. B-Way Show. The podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome to B-Way Show, the podcast. Your home for theater conversations from a passionate Broadway fan and reporter. I'm your host, Shoshana, and I want to start off by emphasizing Black Lives Matter, period. The show must go on. It's show time. Get it? <laughs> because I'm Beetlejuice and she's show. Anyway, B-Way show time. You know, the whole being a podcaster thing. Listen or else. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Eliza Oman and Nick Walker. Enjoy. Um, Eliza. My husband and I started watching John Wick, the <laughs> John Wick trilogy. This is also, you know, very rarely do I thank Nick Walker, but I was, we were trying to find it on a streaming site and it wasn't there anymore. And he said, well, actually, I've just rented them and here's my login. So. We watched John Wick in one and John Wick two. And then I said, I do need at least a one night break before watching John Wick three, because although Keanu Reeves is the gifted in the martial arts and super fun to watch in these movies and the action sequences are great, the line deliveries um, are tough for me. So I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back at you. Come back, come at, back me. at you. This. And then I'll come so right back. Here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. So my, my wife, um, is like the biggest, the biggest supporter of Keanu Reeves. The biggest. She loves Keanu Reeves. She loves him, and yeah. she she showed me this movie, Destination Wedding, because my because that was my thing. I was like, I watched the first John Wick, and I was like, you know, the reason this works for this guy is because legit, like, it's a perfect character for him because he's not saying much. Like he's just he's just there, and he's like, and he's a man with a mission, and like he's a badass, and like that's it. And Sarah was like, do you not think Keanu Reeves can handle text? And I was like, I just think not this, this plays to his strengths. She showed me this movie called Destination Wedding, which is basically, it's like, it came out maybe three three or four years ago. It's him and Winona Ryder. And it's literally like a two-handed play. 
with these like it's just them at a destination wedding like supporting uh his his brother her ex as he gets married and it's just them talking for two hours and like heavy like stylized almost like sitcom-esque like almost like imagine like fraser-esque dialogue and he actually beasts it like it's actually like he's good and and I mean and he also I mean he he came up in Shakespeare so this is not a guy who doesn't know how I think I think that he just he definitely has a certain delivery that people identify as like weird but like <laughs> he does I gotta say like he does know how to speak like it's not like he's just a man who does not understand words Listen, you know what I mean so what I'll come back at that okay so I think that I'm generally like. A pretty strong dancer. I have like good training and I can handle a lot of different things. However, I can go to some classes and learn the choreography and think, have I ever danced before? Nice. What's happening right now? Nice. How did, when did I get so bad? Nice, <laughs> and then nice, go to nice, a different nice. class and be like, oh, okay, there it is. It's back. Mm -hmm. So I don't discount that he is capable of handling text. What I will say is that the text in John Wick, which is not great, like it's not life changing writing. It's amazing it's for what it is. Like for what it is again, it, it is unapologetically what it is. It's so it's great. It but like yeah. some people in those movies handle the text really well. Like they found their their way to do it. Like the guy yeah. like who's in the wire. Who plays? Yeah, the yeah Lance uh, Lance Reddick. Yep. Yes, Lance Reddick. He it's is great. extraordinary. Yeah. And even um, so there's lots of there are moments and certain characters that I'm like, oh, you have found your character in this, and you, you know, know what, you're, what doing. you're doing and why you're doing it. And yeah. I feel like Mr. Reeves is just saying the lines, or I feel like he's an I don't share his interpretation of the character, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I and I, I won't I won't argue with that. But man, are they that. entertaining? We are like living for these yeah. these action sequences, and he loves a headshot, which is like so gnarly. Loves, and gnarly loves a headshot. You <laughs> need to see. So that's why you do need to watch chapter three because the things oh, we'll that have, have, I'll watch it tonight. Yeah, it's pretty. It, it will get you. You're going to be like, oh god, like oh god. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like because especially where, where chapter two left off, chapter three, you're it's you're not even ready, dude. You're not you're you're actually not right. I also really love the sub story of the dogs. Yeah. Yes. Like the yeah. pit bull that he snagged at the end yeah. of the first movie, and then it's just yeah. his little friend in the second movie. I'm thrilled yeah. about it. As you should be. There's a lot yeah. of dogs. There's a lot of dogs that we're gonna meet. Eliza, let me ask you a question. Uh, you know, based off of this question, do you watch a lot of musicals outside of your job? Like, um, do you? And this is this no. is really good because I know because that's what I'm saying because I know people I know people in our industry who do and I know people in our industry who don't I don't you don't but like Aaron Albano does 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 every day Fergie and, does and like Fergie does yeah it's just it's something it's something very interesting because I think for me my my thing is like that's my work so I'm like I'm good like when I when I get home like. I don't need to see it. I don't need to, you know, and it's not like disrespect at all. It's just like me, I, I go to work and I do it and I come home and, you know, it's not, it's, but I think it's different for different people. Well, and I also think you and I are very similar in that, like, we didn't come from this world. 
Like I didn't grow up doing musicals. I didn't go to school for musical theater. It's something that I sort of happened into. And so I really enjoy it. But I also like, I'm not someone that really listens to soundtracks unless I've seen a show because I think that one of the cruxes of musical theater that also makes it different from a lot of other mediums and a lot of, a lot of other art forms is that it's meant to be experienced like in space. And so I think these like films productions are really spectacular. Like I know that Bandstand is on Playbill right now, which is like so exciting for those people that they have that documentation of that time and like the opportunity to use capturing a show on film to show what you've already tried to do with staging and lighting to more directly like influence the eye, I think is really interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm not generally drawn to watching something that I haven't seen in person because mm-hmm. I, I, that for me is where the medium lives. And I enjoy seeing shows. My husband and I, like when we were in college, we had a friend that was like, you live in New York city. This is the only place that you can really be a part of this community. So you should go see stuff just because you'll never be able to do this again when you don't live here. We're like, that's actually really good advice. It's such a niche thing that happens in New York. And so we try to be really active and like see like new pieces of work. It doesn't have to be on Broadway, but just like going out and seeing theater and supporting it. But I do love the, like I grew up watching the old movie musicals. Like my claim to why I wanted to be a dancer was because I was rented singing in the rain on VHS from the library and just kept renewing it week after Mm -hmm. week until the library gave us the copy of it because we were the only ones getting it. And it like gave me so much joy. And I like taught myself all the dances. Like, I've been watching movie those movie musicals from that era since I was like three. So I do love the nostalgia of that. And I think some, you know, like Rob Marshall did an extraordinary job with Chicago of capturing that. And that's where you see like the genius of a director choreographer on film because they understand how the movement can aid the narrative instead of it becoming like dance sequences for dance sequences sake. And it feels sort of disjointed and like mm-hmm. understanding how song ties into all of that and capturing it so I think things like that are really interesting but also yeah it's my work yeah, yeah. Say. and I think my husband and I too are just trying to like what are things that we've been wanting to do that we haven't because yeah. like when else have we had this time yeah yeah are there any things that since you've been you know quarantined at home that have always been in the back of your mind like oh I'd like to do that but I don't really have the time or have you just been chilling is also cool. I don't think I've really done. We've been cooking more regularly and like more and more often together. So that's been like a nice thing to sort of reincorporate into our life and really make that an intentional habit. So I'm hopeful that whenever this ends, that we've built that habit so that we don't have to think about it. And then we're just in the habit of, you know, like making our dinners and then prepping our food for the next day so that he can bring it to work and vice versa. But Otherwise, I kind of, I think I have some pretty good habits that I've just tried to maintain. Like I've practiced guitar 30 minutes a day because I want to learn how to play the guitar. And I continue, what's actually quite impressive is that I've spent a lot of time practicing guitar over the last nine months. It's actually astonishing how often you can do something and still be god awful at it. Um, Mm. So that's been special. Uh, I try to read a book a week, so now I'm reading more often because I have more time to read. But I weirdly am still kind of busy because we're still in, we're still casting the production of Six that will be a sit down in Chicago. 
So I'm like watching self tapes and doing conference calls and then having Zoom sessions. So like, and I'm teaching online. So really, I don't have as much time as I would have expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 in the same place because it's like you know it's 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 cool because there's so I think there's so much happening right now because people have found ways of like you know interviews like this or we're gonna put a press really soon but one of my one of my newer plays i'm doing a, i'm gonna do a zoom reading of and we're gonna we're gonna project that so that's like you know there's a lot happening but like your time goes very quickly because like there's just a lot happening and um it, it 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 tends to be like the kind of thing where i actually have to really like i was you know with quarantine i was like oh I, i'm gonna have all this free time but like i actually have to schedule my days like, cause there's a, there's like a, there's like a lot of shit that's going on in any one given day. One, one thing that literally just occurred to me, like maybe 15 minutes before was like, I want, I was going to actually, Eliza, I was going to call you about this because I think this is, I think it could be something that can be fun. I want to do a radio drama. Like there's, there's literally no reason. Cause like half of us have like, like mics, like the, yeah. the voiceover shit. And I was almost like, part of me was like, like, I want to do a radio drama. I also was like, honestly, not for nothing, but like, Whiskeyland could really work on a soundscape. Like, actually, yeah. really work. Like, and it's that I just, I, I just had that idea of being like, hmm, I wonder if I can write something or I wonder if I can use something I already have and like do it over, like, as a radio or like a podcast thing. Cause that's the, I will say that's the other thing that I'm doing. So I just, uh, there's the Broadway Podcast Network. Which you have, if you haven't heard of it, it's, it's an awesome thing. It's basically like Earwolf for Broadway podcasters, and um, they just picked up my my podcast. I have a movie review podcast that I've been like fucking around with for you know God knows how long, but like never released. And then they were like, "You want to just put that on here?" I was like, "Yes." So that's that's I, we've actually been getting ready to release season one. So that's that's been the big thing that I'm doing right now, which is cool. But like, yeah, I just, I, I feel like, I feel like right now we, we're in this place where, like you said about Andy's choreography, like, our, our we have to, we've been given these, this structure, this like these boundaries for our creativity. But within those boundaries, we can do boundless things. Like, there's a lot of possibility, you know? Yeah, like I always mm-hmm. say, scarcity breeds creativity. And so yeah. why I'm generally, which is hysterical, like I am generally drawn to minimalism in art, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because then I did, oh, it's back there. You can see it actually. I did King Kong, which yeah. is like the height of yeah. spectacle. Yeah, you did King Kong. I sure did. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which was like also really informative and interesting in another way, but that's not my natural aesthetic. I'm more interested to see like what, how can we create the same thing with less and then with finding less. out when more is essential because I think there's a lot of opportunity even just from simplicity of staging of how you can create and that's why the human brain like our imaginations are so powerful that's why whenever you watch a film and like they're in a negotiation scene and then they say like well what's the amount they write it down and then they hand it over and then they look and the the amount was never discussed it's Hmm. never said out loud we never get to see it because the human brain does so much more thinking about it and it's more interesting and makes it more relatable to a larger number of people because every single person individualizes that for themselves. And mm-hmm. so all that to say, long-winded rabbit hole version of saying, I love the idea of like weekly podcast release of like a radio drama or taking something really like cool. that, like chapter by chapter, like super old school. 
because like the thing I was thinking of was like Orson Welles, right? When he had, when he had his um, he was doing oh my god, we don't forget the name of that theater group that he started, but it was like it was like the big theater group in New York during the right after the depression. Um, but he obviously got you know, in super amount of trouble for his War of the Worlds uh, radio broadcast, right. right? And that was like that was like a, a, a seminal thing that like put him on the map. And not you know, but but I think that we've lost. You know, we have obviously we are in flux with podcasts right now, but just the idea of like a really well done narrative piece that you know that is auditory could be fun. Um, also, especially because like audibles are so popular. And people yeah. love listening to books like that's and people have endless amount of times that they're trying right now, but they're trying to, you know, be out and about doing things. So the idea that like every week a new episode could be released could and be really something fun. that's narrative driven instead of interview, I feel like that provides a really exciting form of escapism that's also generating thoughtful conversation, too. I really like that. I really like that. You're so um, smart. Keep us posted with that. Yeah, for sure. I did something like that in high school. And then I hear Ashley, who's commenting, said that they did radio dramas in middle school and they wrote them, created commercials and everything. I definitely think there's there's like a market or a need for a medium like that. I love that idea. Think on this. Think on this. I could chat on this. The other thing is that. I don't have as much time these days because it still requires so much to maintain Nick Walker's well-being. And that's a big part of my day, you know, just checking in, sending <sighs> Marco Polos, sending Bitmoji videos or Animoji mm-hmm. videos, as I discovered I can now do with more giraffe. Yeah. Like, it's a lot to keep up with him and you I just want to make you, sure he's okay, you know? You know, the moment that I realized that I had to check in on Eliza was when I saw, I saw King Kong and uh, there's a scene where she's out of, she's out front of a curtain, you know, and, uh, and all her, like the idea is that, you know, behind this curtain, King Kong is like ravaging this theater and like killing people. Like you literally see people being dragged on the curtain and like killed. You assume they're, they're dying. And Eliza, you know, her character was out front of this curtain just dancing the entire time dancing at almost trying and to scream pretend crying. and scream crying some people might say it was like a really funny illusion like the show must go on other people might think like "Ooh, that person's a sociopath <laughs> and like has no empathy for the people that are like clearly being like limb yeah. from limb eaten behind the curtain and that's what i felt it was one of the most effective moments in the show but it was also the moment where i said hmm I have to check in on that person because anybody that they could cast to play that so accurately, you know what I mean? What does that say about who they are and what's it's a going on? a gifted actress. Thank you so much for bringing you know who, that uh, up. You know, you know who else is a gifted actor? Keanu. <laughs> it's all circles. You know what? I don't doubt that he's capable. I, I will never <laughs> discount so someone's capability. He's I fully capable. disagree with the perspective of yeah. his character, of John Wick. John Wick. Tell John Wick that. Yeah. So I definitely want to be conscious of the time. So just one or two more thoughts and then I will let y'all go off. But so we kind of touched on this, but this is certainly something serious that I want to make sure we get to. So can you just talk about flower a little bit? Mm, mm, mm. Tell us about flower, Nick. Oh, God. I don't even know. Here's the thing. I don't know how it started. I don't know where it came from. 
except for I think I think maybe I did like a flower esque. So flower is the skunk character from Bambi. For those of you who don't know, and that is also Elijah Eliza's. I almost called Elijah. <laughs> you you did that. almost. You did. I did call. That's okay. Elijah. It wouldn't be the first. Wouldn't be the. It, there we go. Uh, that was her. That is her name for me. She calls me Flower, as though I resemble that little skunk. You know. Uh, and I don't know. Did I? Did I, Did I like do a flower esque behavior? Well, or you did what? a. You are a flower esque behavior because flower is you <laughs> and you are flower. <laughs> but I believe the origins of this is that. You were tormenting me backstage yeah. for you uh, um, in huge. Hamilton and American Musical on the it's Broadway. It's not called that anymore. It's not called that anymore. You can't say that. It's just Hamilton now. There's no an American Musical. It's not called that. They dropped that. Yeah, you've been away for too long. Whoa! Did you not know I that? Mean, <laughs> that's a thing. It's a, no, it's a real thing. It's not. It's not Hamilton American Musical anymore. Like actually, it, it, it like blew my mind. I was like, Since wait, what? When? Things, like I think since like 2019, I think they dropped that they dropped it because like I was calling. I was like, that was yeah, a thing a person could do. Apparently they did because like I was. I think it was like some publicity thing. John was like, yeah, no, it's not called anymore. It's just called Hamilton. I was like, my mouth hasn't been that dropped open since last night's episode of Tiger King. I, my I mind you. is blown. I hate you. How dare you bring Tiger King to the top? First of all. Episode six is titled Murder, Mayhem, and Madness, which means, yeah, yeah. so are we saying up until that point, those things haven't taken place? I think we are. And I think they, that is, that's the point, you know, I mean, even though Carol did it. Carol for sure killed her husband. Carol did it. Carol did it. Terrible. But to get back, yeah. Hamilton. Flower. Hamilton Flower. Exclamation point, period. And that is the show. That's the oh, show. Oh, Hamilton. Movie. On the Broadway, um, yeah. Nick and I were in that together, and we were backstage, yeah, we and he was tormenting me as per usual. Um, per usual. And he does this like little thing. He's like being annoying. He's like, and he always does that little thing, and it's like his shoulders come up. And I was like, you know what you are? I was like, you're a skunk. He's like, what? And I was like, you're a skunk. I was like, but you're a skunk that wants friends and that doesn't know. Like sometimes tries to act like they're not a skunk. I was like, you're flower from Gamby. So then I sent, I went home, I sent him a meme of that, of like, it's the skunk and he's in a petal of like, so the field of flowers and he just waves. I was like, oh my gosh, that's, that is you. And, um, and that's like now the majority of our text conversations end or begin with that gift. Yeah. Of like flower the skunk. So that's flower. Gross. Nick. Flower is it, little flower. And yeah, exactly. There's no oh, there's they are I one. That. I hate that. I really well, hate you that. you hate it because it's true and it's hard to sometimes address and face the realities of ourselves. Oh my god, you are such a demon. <laughs> get, get out. <laughs> what is your deal, dude? It makes you so Oh Earlier, okay. when you were saying we can't predict the future, we don't know when we're going to come back, I had to really fight myself to not interrupt you and say, but of course, Nick can because he sold his soul. And so he can't act to the devil. <laughs> I do know things. I did do things yeah. to get where I am. I have, in fact, sold my soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's all right. Uh, we are. Okay. We are. 
One day we'll recover it. Yeah, we'll be fine. We're fine. We're fine. Fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I feel like it's that fire burning. Everything is fine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly what it is. No, no, it's fine. Um. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And Nick, so I spoke with Fergie about this, but on your first show, when yeah. everyone just attacked you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was amazing. Sharing Hamilton and Ain't Too Proud stage door just on the same street. That's yeah, just me. Yeah. So I don't know the story. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to tell you the story. So I had did my first show at Ain't Too Proud. And uh, I, had, I had like I had like 20 people there. Like it was a it was like a big old crew that came through. I was very it was very touched. A lot of Hamilton fam, like a lot of you know family. And then I went out to to sign after people, you know, and 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 I, and you guys were there, and it was very sweet of you to be there. And um, and then in the middle of all this all this joy, a very large man comes up behind me and lifts me up in the air with what can only be described as like like you know how when you go to Disney World and you see the 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 not the face characters but the characters that are in the full body suits and you're like and it's beautiful because like they are so they're like such wonderful characters but you're also like please don't touch me because I feel like you have some sort of unnatural strength and I feel like, I feel like, 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 like you will kill me. Like, this is, this is where I die. That's what it felt like. It felt like that. It felt like, like, that, like somebody was hugging me that should not be giving hugs. And of course, when I turned around, it was Daniel Gaiman, who should not be giving hugs. You know I mean, Daniel Gaiman is, is a fool. He's a buffoon. He's a buffoon man. And Fergie was there too. And Fergie's whole thing is that Fergie loves to make me physically uncomfortable. So he will rub his body on mine. And like, and it's totally inappropriate. It's like totally not okay. Um, but that's what he did. And that's what Daniel did. I feel like I, cause I saw James before the show. I don't think James was there, but I feel like James had some part in it. Cause he usually does. Uh, but that was it. And it was just really, um, really didn't leave a good taste in my, in my mouth and it really uh just let me know that when this this ban is lifted and when we return to our theaters they need to be careful at their stage door because my show gets out before theirs 
So I have more time. And, and on several occasions already, within three weeks that I got to perform, I would finish my show and sign. And then I would go directly into their stage door and like sometimes be waiting for them in their dressing room when the show came down. You mean? And like, because I'm friends with your stage door guy. Like I know I can, I used to work there. I can get in. I still have the key card, you know? So like, it's just dumb for, he's just dumb. And I don't, I don't have access to Lion King uh, where Daniel Gaiman works. So that I'll have to work on. But like, I do know a lot of people in that show and like, uh, this, uh that, uh, that's easy, you know? So, um, I do want to say my show gets out before all of you. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, but you guys are like, wait, where, yeah. Where is your theater? Though? We're on 47. All I have to do is oh, walk yeah. through the Edison. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. You're right on 47. That's you gross. Right I don't like that. Move your theater. Go, That's go easy. I'll just call the Schuberts. We call, the sh- about that. call the sh- call the Schuberts. Dude, like, call hey, them up. I got a building relocation for you. Hey, Walker like doesn't feel get, comfortable. And I don't feel safe. Yeah. Dude, I'm going to email my producers tonight. They're like, Tom and Ira, guess what? I don't feel safe with six this close. Please talk to the Schuberts and have them move. Take over whatever. Some other, you know, go to like, go to Brooklyn. Do your show a band. Do you know what I mean? You know do it you know I mean? yeah. you know your show in Brooklyn. That's I a nice happen. easy commute from Queens, right? It's right down the BQE. Are you kidding me? I'll do that. Is I'm it? Doing. Sometimes I feel like Queens, you have to go in to go out. Except for one of us has a car. That's a grown-up life. I mean, what's a flower life? No, that's that's very um that's surprising for flower. That's that's Sarah. That's not that's not flower. That's Sarah. It actually is. It's wholeheartedly. That was that was her one request on our on our wedding registry. She's like, I was like, yo, get me tickets to like Hawaii. She's like a car. <laughs> well, she wants. She's like genius. No, she had a badass wedding registry. It was actually really. She asked for like some stuff that I didn't even think about, and that like today is saving our asses. Like, like a car. Like a like a humidifier, air purifier. Like she like she yeah. she, she she cleaned up. And you thing, found so. a winner, dude. What? How? How I did it? I, I don't know. You know. That will be one for the ages. One for the flowers. Yeah. One for the flowers. Yeah. One for the flowers. You're representing you know? all the flowers out there. It can happen. It can happen. You guys. can be a little skunk and find. And you know what? In the movie, Flower does find someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's just becoming more true i hate you what's hate so incredible you. about it is that sometimes i surprise myself with my ability to just have insight into such things with such clarity actually you shouldn't surprise anyone this is not a surprise to anyone whatever i have no i have nothing to say i'm done i'm done <laughs> Uh, this is amazing. And we will end on that note. I love to always end it, though, asking if there's any charities, nonprofits, or things that you want people to make sure to keep an eye out on for the next like few weeks or months. So definitely mm. the Actors Fund we've all been talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Eliza, why don't you start and then finish it up? Yeah, so actually a nonprofit that my husband works for and that we're pretty involved with is called the Bowery Mission. It's one of the lo- oldest homeless organizations in uh, New York City. 
And that's a population that in these times um, really need care and are being really overlooked by a lot of the efforts that are being made by the city. And so if and when you can, Hope for New York and the Bowery Mission are two really phenomenal organizations helping a lot of like at-risk youth as well as the homeless population in New York. Mm-hmm. Organization that I, I always try to uh, put forth is Give, Give Kids the World. It's a organization in Orlando. Uh, a lot of kids who are, um, you know, kind of, you know, having, you know, severe illness or whatever they, they may want to be near a theme park. They, they go sort you know, go to this place and it's kind of right by the parks and they, you know, they really just give them a wonderful experience. And obviously everything that's having to do with the parks is, is really taking a hit these days. Um, so give kids the world. And I also just want to say, um, you know, take care of yourselves. Just take care of, you know, and not, not that you can't please give these organizations, but also really, you know, this is, this is crazy stuff and we, we're all going through something. So, you know, just know that whatever you're feeling is okay. And, you know, you're not alone. So. You are not alone. I love that so much. Thank you. Y'all can find me at B-Way Show. Do you want to say yours? Oh, yeah. I'm at Eliza Omen on Instagram and at Eliza underscore Omen on Twitter because, you know, we're fancy. Nice, nice. And uh, I'm at Mickey Walks on both Twitter and Instagram. N-I-K-K-Y-W-A-L-K-S. Awesome. I now have a Patreon under Showtreon, so find me there. And I'll... I will continue the series of The Show Must Go On line. And we have James Snyder on Tuesday. So tune in then. Thank you both so much. And we'll see you at the show. Bye. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the 17th episode of B-Way Show, the podcast. No day but today to sign up for the B-Way Show, the podcast giveaway. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. DM me a screenshot and click boom, you're entered to win. You can send it to me on B-Way Show Podcast on Twitter or Instagram or email me, bwayshow at gmail.com. The giveaway runs through March 17th at midnight, Eastern Time. Thank you to the Showtreons and special shout out to the Showbill and Showstopper levels. Here we go. John Benson, Alyssa Wallace, Ashley Stazak, Judy Kotner, Naomi Kotner, Eva Fink-Clausen, Andy Gilderhus, Shannon Wheeler, Teresa Piliero, and Lisa Michelle Martin O'Neill. To find out what the Showtreons are all about, head over to patreon.com slash bwayshow. We do weekly trivia and monthly video chats. It's a fun time. Come check it out. Thanks as always to Kyle Braxton, aka Geddon, for these awesome beats, Jelani Remy for the beautiful intro riff, Alex Brightman for the Showtime promo, Chelsea Hill, aka Illustrating Diva, for the cool cover art, and all of the wonderful guests. We don't know the future of live theater, or when Broadway will be back, but we do know it's on all of us to get through this pandemic. Wear a mask, be safe, and let's take care of ourselves. We'll see you at the show. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.